Hi, I'm Freya Stangerstorer. And I'm Jack Titley. And you're listening to I'll Try Anything Once, where each week we try something new, record the process, and have a bit of a chat about it. By the end of the series, we hope to fi- have found the one thing you should try. The one good thing. Yeah, at least once, That's we hope. The That's the goal. So what is it that we're doing this week? This week, it's, uh, it's a double... Double barrel? What yeah, do double say? header. Double header. <laughs> it is astrology versus astronomy. Yes, we can. Versus, came... we didn't really pit them against each other, per se. Well, yeah, well, it's a trying a little bit of both, although yeah. one of them went much more successfully than the other, as you're going to find out. And I definitely still don't know the difference between the two in terms of <laughs> I never know which is which. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, one of them's grounded further in science. Yeah. I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide which one. Exactly. We'll start off with the first song, which this week is mine, which is Keep On Running by Andy Bull.
That was Keep On Running by Andy Bull, and you're listening to I'll Try Anything Once on FreshAir.radio. Yes, some lovely funky Saturday tunes there. Yeah, pretty pretty funky that one. It's, I think, Australian as well. Of course. I I mean, you don't even need to add that anymore. No. I'll take it as red. Yeah, it's Australian unless I say otherwise. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to start with our first clip. To start off with the astrology, we checked our horoscopes earlier in the week. Yep. Uh, and saw if they came true, essentially. Yes, yes. And this is essentially a field recording within a field recording. Yeah, we're going a bit meta. We are. Up ourselves, some might say. <laughs> anyway, this is Freya. We're, we're also investigating Freya's horoscope and then debunking the whole thing almost immediately with yes. psycho- psychological study. As I want to do. <laughs> Hello friends, it is a slightly sniffly fray here. It is Tuesday and it is Astrology and Astronomy Week and we are going to be reading our weekly horoscopes and later in the week when I'm feeling less sniffly we are going to go stargazing and reflect on uh, our horoscopes and whether they came true. So, I am a Virgo I've been told I'm quite a typical Virgo because I like to have things quite organised and tidy and I'm uptight is what they mean when they say that really. But there you are. Um, so yeah, I'm going to read read this. This is Oscar and Jonathan Kainer horoscopes. Virgo, your weekly love focus horoscope. You may not believe in miracles, but to the people you help, your interventions are nothing short of miraculous. You've used your gifts to heal long-opened wounds and brought peace to seemingly endless divisions. Yet, that doesn't mean your abilities are guaranteed to work in every situation. But don't impose limits. You can never be sure what you might achieve unless you give it a go. If someone needs assistance this week, put aside your self-doubts and do your best. It will be good for both of you. I don't know what that means. Right, may not believe in miracles... Okay, so I guess it's saying that I'm a helpful person. That's comforting. Um, Bringing peace. I do love that for me. Um, Doesn't always work. Yeah, that sounds a bit more accurate. (laughs) If someone needs assistance this week, put aside your self-doubts and do your best. Okay, I'll have to be open to that if someone needs assistance. Okay, I mean, I don't feel like it's saying too much, to be honest. It's basically just saying you're helpful. You're not always helpful, but if someone needs you this week, try and be helpful. Um, which, I mean, is my go-to anyway, but I have faith. I will keep you guys posted whether I've put aside my self-doubts to assist someone. So my first question after hearing that, before I get onto the meat of it, it made you sound like Christ. That first bit. It made you seem like the most extraordinarily helpful, wonderful beacon of light of it all time. It was a strong start. I will give the caners that. Very complimentary. It was. I think in your time of trial, in your time of sniffles, <laughs> which radiated Can across you tell the airwaves. from man to <laughs> an extreme extent. I've never felt as sorry for myself as that day. So yeah, but no, it was it really bigged you up. I like that a lot yeah. about it. Yeah, and then but, it, and then it took it all away in the middle bit. Yeah, it was like oh yeah, but it, you're not great at it. Yeah, it's like no one else sees you this way. <laughs> so have you has met any progress been made? Have you put aside stuff this week? Yeah, I don't know that I've had enough human interaction to do so. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, this is always the problem. I thought they'd tailor them a little more to lockdown. Exactly, yeah. Who do you think I'm helping? Who do you think we're getting, either of us going to fall in love with? Exactly. Where is this happening? <laughs> Kana. Kana, give us the answers. So, but yeah, has, has any of that been applied in any real way? I, f- I feel like I've generally been understanding in a way that might be helpful to others. Yeah. That's nice. Possibly. Good. Mm. Well done, Virgo. Thank you. Done well. <laughs> um, no, I d- well, I, I did the dishes. Put yeah, that, that's, a, that's a gesture of love. I put aside my self doubts and made you some chicken tonight. Yes, yeah, some st- we had some sticky thighs this we evening. We did, and I had lots of doubts. Yeah. And it came out fine. Yeah. And you were helped because you were nourished. Yeah, I was, I'm still so nourished. Good. <laughs> they were amazing so, then. In that respect, they were very successful yeah. in their foretelling. You put a lot of love into that meal, I can I tell, did. into that HelloFresh. Oh, don't tell the people. <laughs> that don't tell meal. the public. <laughs> I was going to bring to you the knowledge that I've learned in my uni course yeah. this year. So, as you know, I'm doing a course in parapsychology. Yeah. Shout out to Caroline Watt. Great course. Highly recommend if you're studying psychology. Nice one, Kaz. Nice one, Kaz. And... Um, they were talking about like why we're so likely to relate to our horoscopes and it's just mm-hmm. this concept of a Barnum statement. This is all quite basic knowledge, but like Barnum statements are like they seem really specific mm-hmm. but they actually apply to a lot of people and you just don't realise. Okay. So there was a survey that was sent out in I think it was in Charlottesville in like the eighties, where they created all these specific kind of specific statements and sent them out. Yeah. And it was like something insane, like 43% related to um, you have an uncle who you called early last week. Mm. And it's like, obviously, when you read that, you're like, I did call my <laughs> uncle early last week. Um, or like, you have a son called John, as if that's not the most yeah. common name. Um, and it's quite funny, but... It's like, it's like mediums or something, where it's like, I'm getting someone's name to give me that. Richard, Richard, Robert... Well, R- see... R- Robin, Robin, Robin. Yeah, you've got, an, you've got a, a close relative, a friend... A so they did this actual like lecture on cold readings and how they work and like so they'll 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 do that but you kind of make whoever is listening to you do all the work because you're like I'm hearing an R I'm hearing an R I'm hearing a Robin and they go hmm but because they're so keen yeah to like talk to the dead and it's that part, kind of the thing contract, which is really unethical because it's like you're kind of like trying to get them to connect to their dead kid or mm. something. And obviously they'll like go to legs. They'll be like, no, there, there's a Roberta. And he's like, Roberta, that's what I was after. Yeah. And then you kind of build on that and all these subtle cues. And then if, if they get it wrong, they go, oh, I think you need to be thinking a bit harder about that. As if it's the like wow. victim's fault, which is quite interesting. Cause obviously, Yeah, because obviously they'll take it on to them. They'll be like, oh, if I'd have thought a bit harder about Roberta, like you would have read my mind. Yeah, and then they'll thing. go back, won't they, after exactly. that? They'll pay the money again. Exactly. Okay, before we creep into uh, our second song, I would just like to quickly introduce it. This was something else we also stumbled across on the Kaner Astrology website. Uh, They've started doing a horoscope song of the week where they do a little synopsis of everyone's horoscope in musical form. banger if I say so myself. It is a masterpiece, so just so it doesn't catch you completely cold, uh, (laughs) this is Kaner Horoscope Song of the Week commencing 1st of November 2020 by Daniel Kaner. Hello, I'm Daniel Kaner, brother of Jonathan, father of Oscar, and now the uh, 
Singing Astrologer bringing you an astrological roundup of the week commencing the 1st of November 2020 and it will be in song. That's right, it will be in song. Now the last couple of weeks I've been doing this in the traditional astrological order starting with Aries and finishing with Pisces but this week to mix it up a bit I'm going to start with Leo. Anyway I hope you want to listen through to the end where there is, so I'm told, a rather catchy chorus. Maybe you'd like to hear that and even sing along. Who knows? Anyway, here it is, the Astrological Song of the Week. If you are a Leo and you've lost your ticket for the train, you'll find it when you stop looking for it. If you are a Virgo, you're gonna hear a cry for help and you won't be able to Be cool, be calm, and balance those cons and pros. And if you are a scorpion, what do you know? You're going to shine like the sun and blow like a rose. Sagittarians, you're going to have your cake and eat it too. Capricorns, dream on. Aquarians, that's me. We're gonna break free. Pisces are gonna make it through the storm. If you're in Aries, you'll be singing the high notes. Taurians, don't be thwarted. Geminis, have patience with my jokes. Cancerians, just ask and you'll be rewarded. Follow this advice and you can't go wrong You'll get the whole picture at Cana.com Cana.com, Cana.com You'll get the whole picture at Cana.com Quite a catchy little chorus, though I say it myself. Coming up again soon. Cana.com Cana.com, yeah. You'll get the whole picture at Cana.com. If you want to know the score and what's in store, what you do while you do it, and what's it all for. Cheers, Daniel. That was Daniel Kana with Kana Horoscope Song of the Week commencing 1st of November 2020. A little preview of what we've to come in the next clip. Uh, in which we read my love horoscope. I'm a Sagittarius. And we find out how it is relevant to Genghis Khan. So this is Jack reading my weekly love focus horoscope for Sagittarius for this week. It is now, it's the 3rd of November currently. So it's the week from Saturday to Saturday. Uh, and this is my weekly love focus horoscope. I'm trapped in the flat, by the way, as is everyone at the moment. So I'm not really sure how plausible this can truly be but anyway here we go it opens with a quote someone left the cake out in the rain i don't think that i can take it because it took so long to bake it and i'll never have that recipe again doesn't work if you're from the north that rhyme if you're looking for an overwrought exposition of lost love then the chorus of macarthur park is hard to beat Performed by Richard Harris and released in 1968, it hit the top ten of music charts all over the world, provi- proving that we all love a bit of melodrama. With yourself, Arcana. 
You certainly do love melodrama, but the good news is that you can have your cake and eat it too this week. You're in for a treat. And then there's three stars that said, There's no need to worry, even at this most eventful time. Although with Mercury in retrograde and a blue moon, you may well feel like you need to. Instead, relax, read, and hold on to your very own personal chart reading. Now with 30% off and three free tarot readings. Brackets offer ends in a few hours. Well, that took a turn towards the <laughs> towards the commercial. So, and essentially, he talks a bit about a, a song from the sixties, and then tells me that I'm in for a treat this week. So that's nice. I'll keep my eyes peeled in the next couple of days before I end up uh, recording with Freya. Um, I don't know how that's going to happen. I've got two tutorials tomorrow, followed by coffee with a friend. So, I, I, if, unless I find love in any of those situations somehow in the two and a half minutes it takes to walk from my tutorial classroom out to the street again, perhaps we'll see. I'll try it on a little bit. Thanks, Kana. By the way, is, are any of these negative? Has there ever been a negative love horoscope? You are, go, you are going to die alone. I mean, in some ways that'd be more reassuring. I think I'd believe that more. Anyway, over and out. See. That was ri- there was not much content in there. What I was saying no, was that, that read it, it was just like, uh, yeah, it was a like Wikipedia a ca- entry yeah, on this nineteen sixty book. It was just a very long reach to get, be able to say the phrase "Have your cake and eat it." <laughs> um, yeah, it was like they wanted to say that, and then they had two hundred words left. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you see why? Um, why I was shocked at the insane complimentary status of books? Yeah. I just got a copy and pasted. Performed by Richard Harris in 1968. Um, Were you in for a treat? Did you have cake and also eat it? I mean, it was my turn to buy the stuff for Bake Off that night. So we had had a foot-long Swiss roll and I ate that. I don't know. I mean, I I was looking at that That again. That is having a cake and eating it. Quite literally, yeah, from farm foods. I mean, the only thing is, right, I was actually, and I want your help from this. I don't actually know what have your cake and eat it in terms of love means. Do you know what I'm do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um I mean I would interpret that as um maybe like setting boundaries for someone that are useful to you and not them. Mm Mm-hmm. And also reaping the benefits of whatever else. That's what I thought. It seemed mm. maybe a, a bit towards the physical end of love or something like that. It yeah. seemed a little bit um. It's kind of selfish. Like the song we chose for that week, Genghis Khan, where he doesn't want his girlfriend seeing other people, but he doesn't want to commit to her. Yeah, that's having your that's cake having and eating it in love, isn't it? Too, yeah, that's very that's true. How I would interpret it. So is Kane asking me to be immoral? Is that the question? Asking that the... you to be Genghis Khan. <laughs> Why didn't they? Why did they use MacArthur Park by Richard Harris rather than Genghis Khan by Mike Snow? That's not, exactly. That's the important the question Swedish there. Swedish pop extraordinaire. <laughs>
stressing and confessing that you posted up like Jesus on the corner selling baggies full of blessing. Is it stressing all the things that you have morally accepted? Is it vexing wearing clothes that you have bled in? Picture perfect victim overwhelmed and so sadistic. I was looking for a purpose. What a chance you had some witch on the street when I forgot the city breeze. When I do not, if I leave, it does not stop here, no. So is there any treason in the tricky little price I paid? Oh, is there any treason in the tricky little price I paid? I can't open up to you. Me and my friends are lonely. I don't know what to do. I always figured I'd be the one to die. Right, so that was Me and My Friends Are Lonely by Matt Mason, and you are still listening to I'll Try Anything Once on Radio. Yes. Um, the next clip is where we debunk the myths about our star signs. Yes. Learn the truth. Starting with you. Starting with me. Headline, the myth. Yes. Prim, proper and pedantic. Fussy and fastidious. Organised and ordered. Yeah. These are the words that they use when describing those born under this sign. That's what they've told you, isn't That's it? That's what they've said. See, got, so, they see, know. Kainer knows. Kainer knows. He's got you hooked He's because he hooked. knows what people have been telling you all this time. Virgos are, say, the so-called experts obsessed with detail. They are list makers and line drawers, eye dotters and t-crossers, law-abiding protocol-following readers of small print. So that's exaggerated. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's the myth which yeah. you don't see in yourself hugely. Well, I mean, I do, but I, I don't like think it's... it's for astrological reasons. No, well, I mean, yeah, we can say that about anything. But in, in terms of your character, I feel like it's an exaggerated... I feel like, yeah, you're I don't very think I've no... read a small print in my life. No, exactly, but there's but you're very um, neat, no, no paddy, geometric. I am, you, yeah. You have been known to physically gag at when you've seen my university notes. Oh, my God. For example. Exactly. Anyway. Right. The truth. The truth. So this is supposed to be a much more searing insight into your being... Oh, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) So first it starts off with, you're a pantomime fan. Anyway, yeah. And then we've got a great sentence. Mm -hmm. First of all, the goddess that governs Virgo is not a symbol of celibacy, but a figure of, and I don't know how this is pronounced, fecundity? Fecundity, yeah. Virgo is a sensual sign, and Virgos are pleasure-loving people. They like to live life to the full and also like to do things to the very best of their ability. It is from this that their reputation for having high standards has come. Hmm. They can be picky, it's true, but only about things that matter to them. See, that feels a lot more accurate. The thing is that it's not like the myth is black and this is white. No. It's saying, actually, no, this is what you are, but positively. And also... It's you're, you're neat because you try. Would you say that you like pleasure? <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. Where do you say that you like to live life to the full? 
Yes. Would you like to say that you like to do things to the very best of your ability? Yeah. Has Barnum written this? He's gone for this. <laughs> and then we've got the key to success. Okay. All zodiac signs are, of course, created equal. An astrologer cannot possibly say that some are better than others. But. But. <laughs> well, look, if you're quite sure nobody else is reading this. Virgo is a very special sign. Ooh, very nice! There's absolutely nothing you need to alter in order to be successful in life. Other well, than perhaps that's... your tendency to be a little too self-critical at times. Freya. They got me. Are they, are they wrong? They got They're me. They're not wrong, the Kainers. Um, so the myth to start with, they are all jolly hockey sticks, Sagittarians. I'm Sagittarius, by the way, I don't think I've mentioned oh, right. this before. Oh, right, yeah, no, I haven't heard um, Bright, breezy, bouncy types who never let anything get them down. All jolly hockey sticks. Totally tactless and insensitive, but full of energy and enthusiasm. Supposedly, they love competitions. No. Always look on the bright side. No. See everyone as a friend. No. And are suspiciously fond of horses. (laughs) I don't know why you insinuate. That's not a Barnum there. That's not a Barnum. Suspiciously fond. I mean, this. I'm, what this does is, that mean? I don't know. This is this is the myth. This is the what I'm saying hey, is this is the myth. Still, what that's are a, they implying? That is an oddly specific finale. That, so that's the myth. That's not the important bit. Yeah. The truth. This is all a bit unfair. <laughs> well, that you're a horse bird. <laughs> Sagittarians are perfectly capable of being grouchy and grumpy. Good. They can summon plenty of lethargy and cynicism when they choose to. While I, a Virgo, have never felt lethargic in my life. <laughs> they can also be very delicate, diplomatic and deep. I can't believe I've had caffeine that day. <laughs> it's just that because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, the planet of hope, mm. they can never quite silence an inner voice of optimism. To be fair, at this time yesterday, read the election, mm. I felt the first bit of hope. Good. I felt in a very, Jupiter very long time. It really was. Mm. It really was Joe Jupiter Biden, as mm. he's known. They are also extremists. Oh, careful, yes. careful throwing that word around. <laughs> who hate half measures. I like this. I'm, I like this one a lot, actually. I'm going to get this um, put onto a blazer badge. Okay. For them, it's either gung ho or no go. <laughs> Shall I cross stitch that for yeah, you? Please. Onto my actual skin. Onto your skin. And uh, by the way, a little punchline. And as for the horses, uh-huh. only some of them sometimes. <laughs> so does that what mean, does that mean? Is that some Sagittarians are suspiciously fond of horses sometimes, or I am f- suspiciously fond of some horses sometimes? Which is worse? Either way. The key to success to be a Sagittarian is surrounded That's by nice. serendipity. Rarely do you have to go in search of anything; it naturally comes to you, or at least it does, as long as you know the difference between trusting your luck and pushing your luck. So, when you when you strive, you stumble. When you make the most of what's on offer, you get magical results. So, I'd, again, like your mm. your love horoscope, I don't get slathered with praise. I get a you tr- stop trying so hard. Yeah, <laughs> appalling. Well, I'm slight. I'm, that's maybe slightly down. I have to be honest with you.
That was Taiko Anuki with 4AM on Fresh Air. It's an ungenrefiable song, I would say that, but if it was a genre, it would be the best genre, Very good. in my opinion. <laughs> right, let's get straight on to our fourth clip then, in which we found out more of Freya's subconscious secrets. But first, see whether the stars suggest that we would make a beautiful and long-lasting couple. When Virgo and Sagittarius join together in a love match... You've actually changed your voice to read this <laughs> sensually. Anyway. The result is a well-rounded couple. Is it? Sagittarius is an explorer who loves to socialise, while Virgo prefers to analyse Sag's discoveries. Both enjoy talking about it with one another. Virgo may demand perfection too soon for Sagittarius's taste, but over time, Sagittarius will appreciate a steady and reliable lover whose head isn't always in the clouds. I love that. Imagine if someone described you as a reliable lover. <laughs> No, that's not... It makes it sound like I've got one of those, like, tempo things. <laughs> what are they called again? A metronome. Metronome. Oh, good grief. That's damning with faint praise, isn't it? Virgo and Sagittarius can amuse each other by discussing a film or book in great depth. Mm. Virgo focusing on the particulars and Sagittarius commenting on the overall picture. Mm, See, I find this quite interesting because we were talking about those papers. Yes. When we were eating dinner. Yes. And I was focusing quite on like the weird specificities yeah. of that paper while you were quite focused on the overall Yeah. Meaning. I think it's because your memory's better than mine. I think that's Possibly. why. Well, I didn't have very... Yeah, well, that's quite... That's much more like it. 
as long as they communicate and appreciate what they learn, this will be a stable and happy relationship. Do you know what? They've banged on so much about the stability that I am bored. Yes, I'm like really bored. Yeah, no, I agree completely. We would have no fun whatsoever. I don't think we would, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, now we know. Well, I mean, that's that's comforting insofar as neither of us found that prospect attractive in any way. Now, I do have one more um, <clears throat> Kana-based surprise for you. So I, d- I did spot on the Kana website as well. There was an opportunity to find out something amazing about your friend. Okay. In which you had to put in your friend's start then, your name and your star sign. Okay. And I can't, I don't know if there's anything, it was male, female, okay. etc. okay. Uh, and then you got a little output. Okay. And so I got a, I got a very special thing about my friend. You're described as a very special Virgo. Here we go again. Virgoans need ego massages constantly for some special. reason. Special. I like it. Freya daughter is deeply perceptive. Remember the story of the princess and the pea? That's the one where she doesn't like the beds and she gets a bed very high. Yeah, she gets a bed. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Get a high bed. No, she can, she, you can tell she's a real princess because she sleeps on top of thousands of mattresses and still feels a small pea bumping in the bed. She's very sensitive and delicate like that because she's a nice princess and a lady. Very That's good. the princess and the pea. Very in with the time. Yeah. Freya could detect a lentil under a million mattresses. Wow, touchy. <laughs> oh, no, perceptive. Not you understand that Freya spends her time looking for things to criticise. Far from it, Freya goes out of her way to avoid finding fault. It's just that faults have a way of finding her. <laughs> okay. Is that true? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like it, it makes... It, it just sounds like, oh, bad things happen to you. It's not your fault. It is as if they walk up to her and tap her on the shoulder saying, Freya, look at me. Can't you see how badly made slash designed slash organised I am? Please put me out of my misery. For heaven's sake, let someone know what is wrong with me and tell them how to put me right. Oh, that is actually quite true. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just aggravated by the world. But you know, I have this habit... Uh, your friend and mine, Rachel, <laughs> looked at me quite strangely the other day because I went round for coffee yeah. and sat on her bed and she had like some wires on her bed. Mm. And after about 10 minutes, I'd carefully wound up every single wire I found in her room. So she had her AirPods, like everything was really neatly wrapped up. And she's like, I didn't ask you to do that. Yeah, invasive. It's better now. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Those wives are just tapping you on the shoulder, exactly. saying, please put me out of my misery. You can take advantage of her endless good nature and generally abuse her willingness to be friendly without ever hearing so much as a word of complaint. If, though, as you walk all over, Freya, you commit the cardinal sin of leaving your shoelaces undone, you will soon hear sharp words of complaint. <laughs> wow. So you can walk, walk all over, but if it's not done, I mean, if it's not done in the right way... Good grief. You see, this reaction that she thinks is hitting home. It's painful. When Olivia is taken, but a look like hers can be found from time to time. Yeah, Olivia is taken. But a look like hers can be found from time to time I'm thinking something like Olivia's What I need to find 
one man in this world who gets to sleep with her by his side. There's only one man in this world who gets to sleep with her by his side. I'm thinking something like Olivia That was Something Like Olivia by John Mayer on freshair.radio. And uh, we've had our fun with our astrology, so now we are heading out to the astronomy part. Yes, of the evening. heading to the crags. Heading to the crags in the hopes of seeing a star, or maybe yes. two. Slightly vain hopes, as it turned out. Yes. Are you good at seeing like patterns in the stars? Well, this is what I'm looking forward to doing. It's not something I ever particularly usually do, because I think the thing is, if you look into constellations Mm -hmm. in any great depth, you see that they are a bit of a stretch as to what they're supposed to be representing. I was looking into this as a... I wouldn't call it research, just to to sort of see what was up there. And, for example, Cancer the Crab. It it looks much, much more like a handbag, the the formation. Presumably that wasn't invented back when they um, they came up with the... uh, the traditional constellations but a lot of them there's there's about um, five stars in a sort of crooked line and they'll say yes that is a grizzly bear and then that's it forever okay yeah see because you're pretty good at this right you've got you've got more experience as with every single thing we no. ever do no see this is oh it's cold side. isn't it heck this is the thing is I did is it foggy it's very foggy, yeah. I think possibly is a fireworks night hangover. Maybe. <laughs> um, this is very sinister. And by the way, I cannot see. <laughs> Just on coming out of the house, look, a single out tra- star. I can't see a thing, Freya. No, that was not everything. <laughs> is that if it's foggy, Jack, we won't see much. 
you know what? Part of the experience is failing. Exactly. It's, I'll try. We're trying. Not, I'll do. It's not. It's not. I'll succeed. No. We'd have, we, we wouldn't have made a single episode yet if that exactly. was the case. And it's the less formal version of our attempt. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're walking towards the, the crags now. <laughs> I can't actually see out of the seat. I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's about 10 o'clock at night. So it's not the, it's obviously not light. But my no, God, it's I so overcast. No but the yeah. thing is, we were planning to do it last night, which then we realised on the day was bonfire <laughs> night. So that was never going to happen without just breaking so many of Nicola's special laws. Oh, and just the light being, the sky being filled with light and bangs. I can't see a thing. I looked at the um, the National Trust website yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that was describing I just I was just googling stargazing yeah. essentially like the naive city dwellers we are yeah. um, and it said top three things to look out for yeah. when stargazing number one the sun oh now I'm not sure about you I don't know how that works but I think the whole part of it is not <laughs> having the sun yeah I've gazed upon that star many a time <laughs> we're not we're actively in society discouraged from gazing at that star <laughs> Do you want to guess what the, the second thing on, on the list was? The, the moon. moon. <laughs> the moon. Which, Speaking of which, we have no sight of the moon. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, can't, we have no idea it's where that is. It's full. Yeah, which, by the way, also said it's, it's stargazing is it's absolute worst when the moon's full because there's so much light, exactly. it drowns out all the but, stars. And, well, and when looking is that, at oh, the no, moon, that's a, that's a lamp we're post. indirectly looking at the sun. Yeah. So really, we've succeeded at both of those that's things. That's a very good point, Except actually. Except we failed at both of those things because it's too foggy to see anything. Yeah, we'll see. This is really sinister. This is really, really sinister. I'm actually quite scared. I am. We've walked ten minutes from your house, and I'm terrified. Mate, we are walking along a road that has cat's eyes all the way along it, and they just end about 50 yards in front of us. We cannot see a thing. Ah, I can see a star! Oh no, I think it's a plane. <laughs> Hang on, it's gone off. It's gone off. It was on and then now it's gone. That's not how they work usually. You've probably scared the runner. Blooming Oh yeah. yeah it's a plane. It's the first thing we've seen. It wasn't on. We've actually gone beyond the National Trust list. <laughs> So you can hear those fireworks. We can't see them. We actually cannot see them. There's a bench here, so we'll perch here. This is a real back down to reality thing, isn't it? I feel like it's maybe karmic because we were being a bit dismissive yes. about the astrology. We've walked outside to see the thing that we both kind of assumed would top it. The, yep. the spiritual experience of looking at the various constellations. And, and not... we are, in effect, blind past a distance of about 20 yards. Yep. Oh, this is quite cool. I'm alright with this. Because yeah. usually you can see so much. Yeah, it's overwhelming, and now it's isn't it? nothing. Even the streetlights that you don't usually notice. Yeah, that's all, that, that's all anything, there is.
very apt, that tune there. Shine on Silver Moon by Adam Wade on Fresh Air. Right, it's time for our final clip now, in which, in a slightly hopeless scenario, <laughs> we try and settle in a beautiful spot in the deep, dark night up in the crags. We give up on any kind of astronomy, but we have a lovely little time nonetheless. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually... I feel like I'm learning more about myself and staring deeper into myself than I would have had I seen Sagittarius himself riding across very the sky. Very true, very true. Yeah, I feel like this is more reflective. This is a reflective space. It is. And so what we should do is just keep talking. Exactly. <laughs> is... Let's just... <gasps> ah! That's a firework! Went at quite an angle. It would be accused of something. I sincerely hope so. It'd liven up the episode, oh, wouldn't it? It's on fire again and they accuse us, Jack. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. You see, it's like we've got a little well, bonus feature. This is better than the bonfire night. Yeah, it was. Oh, I love this. We've got a front row seat with a couple of just very small but very cute cherry red and green bangers, by which I mean fireworks. Go again, go again. Yes! It's nicer in the fog somehow. It does, that was genuinely quite magical. And the thing is, no one that's in town can see them. No. The fireworks. This is 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 for us, isn't it? This is for us. Private little display. Jazz hands. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. So, are we making constellations out of all these fireworks yeah. now? That was the campest constellation, <laughs> the jazz hands. Yes. But no, early on, I was in the uh, the uh, Scottish National Gallery of Modern Art one, and they had an exhibition on by Katie Patterson, who's mm. a, an Edinburgh artist based in Fife now, I believe. Okay. Um, and it was so unbelievably good, and it was all um, kind of space-themed. Okay. So there was one, the most amazing thing I thought, and I'm probably going to explain this quite badly, was we were walking in, and you could just gently hear Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata playing. Okay. Um, but occasionally it'd just go, go a bit weird. I thought, okay, what's this? And we went in, and what was set up, there was a piano set up that was playing um, what sounded like Moonlight Sonata. But what the artist had done was transferred Moonlight Sonata essentially into Morse code, fired it at the moon and recorded the signal that came back so it was basically the moon so some of it was lost in space essentially so it was essentially the moon's arrangement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata that is so cool yeah, it really, really gave me goosebumps that's an amazing... How do you think of that? I don't know. There was loads of amazing stuff in there how as well. How do you just go, I want the moon to make music for me? I'm, that's quite the collab, isn't it? That's quite the... It is. Katie Patterson feet Beethoven <laughs> feet the moon. Yeah, to be fair. If they came out... It's, if not, the moon, the, it's if, not quite the two Cyruses. <laughs> no, it's not quite Dolly Parton featuring Billy Ray and Miley Cyrus. If you're at a gig and they brought the moon out... Unless it was Gru, you'd be so excited by that, would you not? So we're just walking back home. That was crazy. Past Pollock Halls, outside which there was a gathering of, I would say, what, 60? 60 60 people. And as soon as we walked past, a police van pulled up, and all of them, but four, ran away into the fog. (laughs) 
say bonkers. I can't believe we've just seen that in the wild. They look absolutely fuming, and rightly so. And they look terrified, the poor girls that stayed. Yeah, there's just four, four girls who've stayed. And uh, having to answer for everyone who was there. Why didn't, I mean, they've done the right thing by not running there. Yeah, they they've have. taken the responsibility. I hope they all don't get 10 grand fines. So there we go, a slightly bizarre end to a slightly bizarre evening, all yeah, things told. Yeah, a slightly bizarre week, if anything. Yeah, it wasn't quite what we expected that, but I hope you enjoyed listening to our waffle, nonetheless, yeah. despite the lack of any hard constellation sightings. It's de- descending out of plot and into waffle, Yeah, generally, which is fine. That's yeah, okay. come round our fireside, that's what we're suggesting, really. So current rankings, Jack. Yes. Road, trip. Yes. <laughs> In one, sorry, yeah. that's one thing. Sunrise, dog, spa, gin. Yes, in that order. Ranked best to so worst. Where there. would you f- think it was roughly in that order? In sort of roughly a high or low for you? I don't know. I can take or leave astrology and astronomy. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, um, if you think about it for me. Right, so my horoscope was depressing. I was sort of being bullied by the stars, yes. in essence. You were completely perfect, which made it a lot worse yes. for me. We the had stars, a boring relationship yeah, prospect. It was tedious, on, although, it, although it actually did align, so we were compatible, despite yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, my horoscope was just a synopsis of quite a poor song that didn't yeah. really make any sense. Mm-hmm. The stars were completely invisible. We saw more stars on bonfire night. We did. And we just went up a cold hill and back again, devoid of any light or any hope. That, that said, I still preferred the gin making. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I'd slot it in if I had to. To be fair, yeah. The gin making was an absolute and, oh, torture. You know, the, spa, the spa was a lovely... I feel like spa should be bumped up a bit. Okay, well, we should do some revision right at the end of the series. Possibly. I think let's slot this between spa and gin. Okay, so we've got... I don't we... think it was as nice an evening as spa. No, I had a lovely time. It was very funny. but I did, Very I, funny. But it wasn't as uh, personally revelatory or no. as... Uh, relaxing as spa i would suggest so exactly. yeah so we'll slot it in second bottom i don't know if anything will ever undercut gin i don't know after episode we've, we've yet to see We're, it's dates next week so. that's true it is yes yeah, so tune in for that we are setting each other up on blind dates and recording the pre-process uh, after the process having hopefully a little interview with our dates jack's not slept well. in about a week he's so nervous i'm terrified anywho uh we'd like to thank Kena.com for that. They uh, provided a lot of content for that episode. So if you do read have astrology your needs. at Kena.com. Record what you think and, and send it to us. Yes, you can send it into us at itaopod at gmail.com, whether you're doing that or attempting anything else we've done in previous weeks or uh, suggesting something else for us to do in a future week. Send it in as an audio recording or an email to itaopod at gmail.com. Where else can you find us on Instagram? Itaopod. For I'll try anything once podcast, Perfect. and we've also now got a Spotify playlist. Oh heck, of course! I've not even seen this yet. on the Instagram, so follow the Instagram to find the Spotify playlist. Yes, is, is the path you need to take there. Also, shout out to Katie Patterson. Yeah, her amazing Feet, art. Beethoven, Beethoven Feet Moon. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Honestly, it's completely free. Her bit of the exhibit was possibly my favourite bit. And there was Dali and Picasso in there as well. So that's quite the uh, quite you need. compliment. Final song. Final song. Yeah, to end out on then, we shall play a truly underheard indie disco classic. This came out about five years ago. It's by Of Montreal. It's called Bassem Sabri. See you next week for our dates. Bye. <laughs>
the genocide of massacres erupt over some pussies. Sedition, insecurities of men messing everything up again. Oh.